Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitech. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Returned from St. Louis, 2.15 in the morning, 10 o'clock, down at Rogers Place for a big presser with Hockey Canada. Great news for the city of Edmonton and the most underrated city in Canada, Red Deer. Red Deer is an awesome place, man. World Juniors coming up in 2021, to paraphrase Mark Messi after winning the 1984 Conn Smythe Trophy. It's going to be a kicker. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You now can buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call, one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex, they will take care of you. This is Oilers Now. This is fast becoming the most popular day for our show during the course of the week. We will have a review of last night's game, a strange one in St. Louis. And I'll be frank with you, in the first period watching that, I was like, oh boy. 
Oilers could be in trouble here. But Edmonton ultimately found a way to win, and maybe part of it was that St. Louis right now is struggling too. But we'll have a complete recap of last night's victory that improved Edmonton's record to 14-12-2. Now they have a two-game homestand. Uh, We'll have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing as well in the opening half hour of the show. 12.35 from NHL Hockey on Rogers analyst, Hockey Night in Canada, former Oiler Louis DeBrusque who was on the uh, bird with us last night, flying back from St. Louis. 105 today for our friends from Canadian Power Pack, Rob Kinsey and his group there, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke, longtime NHL executive. We're going to talk a bit about, with Brian, a little bit different attack today. You know, Brian's a great storyteller, but the emergence of the U.S. National Development Program and the fact that the United States is the 1B to Canada's 1A internationally in hockey. Because when I grew up as a kid, we all hated the Russians. Sorry, but that's full disclosure here. That's just the way it was. Like, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and pretend it was any other way. I mean, it was the Cold War, man. Like, you were allowed to have enemies at that time, even if maybe it wasn't 100% true. Of course, some of us came to grow and respect the Russians, and one of my favorite players of all time was Valerie Harlamov. And I never really liked the Philadelphia Flyers, but uh, when Bobby Clark whacked him and broke his ankle in 72, that changed the entire complexion of the uh, Summit Series at that time, because Harlamov was that good. He scored some of the most obscenely gifted goals we've ever seen in the 1970s. You just have to go watch the highlights. But that said, the Russians have been supplanted by the Americans. And Brian Burke is part of the reason why that's occurred. So we'll talk about that in the context of the fact that Canada's hosting the 2019 World Junior Championship in Victoria and Vancouver coming up later this month. And now Edmonton and Red Deer are hosting it jointly in uh, 2021. So lots of events in and around Rogers Place coming up. Brian Burke at 105 for Canadian Power Pack. 135, a one-on-one conversation with the CEO of Hockey Canada, former Edmonton Oilers <laughs> head coach Tom Reddy. He said something today at the press or made me chuckle. He was like, uh, I, I better get wrapped up here before they kick me out of here again. I, I got to... I mean, good for him for having a little bit of self-deprecation. For the record, Tom, your contract was not extended. So it's all, I guess it's all semantics. Anyways, uh, you can text us at any time from our friends at Heartland Ford on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. 5440s coming to town at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And that is our uh, Orders Now hotline, 780-496-0063. So, so much to get to, and we start with an Oilers victory last night as we head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. We will get to an audio recap of last night's come-from-behind victory. Cam Talbot getting the win 3-2 over St. Louis in a shootout.
The Oilers come in at 13-12-2 and in a position where with a victory, they'd be no worse than two points out of a playoff spot by night's end. Sunk with centering pass. Rich shot score. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead off a dump-in. It's Ivan Barbashev scoring his third of the year. Chen breaking free through the neutral ice. Working his way into the left-hand corner. Guides it back to the point. One-timer wide. Rebound score. Blues up 2-0. It's the aforementioned Shin right off the end boards. He's able to pump it home. Well, ugly start here for Edmonton in St. Louis, and one that I did not expect. Oilers better hope this is going to be a high-scoring game. Darnell Nurse takes it to the net. Initial pass was deflected. Threw it back in front. Score! Ryan Nugent Hopkins found the puck against Robert Thomas and buried it. Vladimir Tarasenko rifles a pass. Edmondson centering pass. O'Reilly shoots. What a save! Made by Cam Talbot. Another beauty. Here's Drysaddle. One minute to play. Kara behind the net. McDavid left circle. One-timer clap up. Score! This game is tied with 55 seconds to go. Oscar Klepp on the equalizer to all in St. Louis. McDavid for the lead in the shootout. He's been fighting the puck a bit tonight. Picks it up at center. In over the blue line. Reverse curse in full effect. Between circles, McDavid loads. Wade shoots and scores. That short side move he pulled off on Marc-Andre Fleury. Braden Shen to keep the Blues alive. In the third round of the shootout, left-handed shooter picks it up at the red. In over the blue line. He's denied. And Cam Talbot wins the game for the Edmonton Oilers. 3-2 in a shootout. He let it rip, didn't he, Jack Michaels, on that game-tying goal from Oscar Clefbaum. All right, uh, Edmonton very lucky not to be down worse than 2-0 uh, after the first period. I mean, they, they were outshot 15-5. to In the second period, the Oilers turned it on. They started the, the final two periods. I think they had 50-plus shots directed at the St. Louis uh, goal. St. Louis only had 22 shots directed at the Edmonton in the final two periods. So from a Corsi perspective, the Oilers would have had almost 65-68% to 68% Corsi the final two periods. That said, they gave up some... Great looks to St. Louis, and Talbot uh, came on as the game went on. Uh, the first goal against a misread between McDavid and uh, Darnell Nurse. Both guys back behind the net. Neither guy gets to the player that's got the puck, and then you leave a guy wide open. And in the type of defense that Ken Hitchcock coaches, which is a form of modified zone, there should always be a guy in front of the net. So that was pretty much an inexcusable uh, blown mistake by two really important players from the Edmonton Oilers moving forward. Um, Nurse and uh, uh, Russell out there in the second goal against uh, Ricochet off the backboards. And again, the Oilers, had it, they got kicked in the teeth in the opening period. And then they came on. And the line that got it going for them was Nugent Hopkins with Jujara Kara and Yessa Pugliarvi. Jujara Kara, who Ken Hitchcock singled out earlier in the day, really had a strong performance. He was excellent with board play. Uh, that's about as good as we've seen him play since the middle of last season. So that was an important night uh, from that end. The Oilers were awful on the power play, 0 for 5. The four left-handed shots and the four on three, and they just kind of passed it around. St. Louis did that. Craig Berube did some interesting things from a Blues perspective, uh, starting the two defensemen to start the overtime session three on three, and going with uh, Edmondson and uh, Pareko. Brendan Escott, did you um, 
see the video. I know that uh, uh, Jason Greger and Brent Griffiths put it out, uh, a bunch of different guys put it out last night, of the referee yelling at Colton Pareko to move the puck back behind the goal in overtime. I was watching the broadcast live, and I believe I actually heard that. He said, he said, move it, move it, and he could go, and then Colton said, I can do whatever I want. And that was, that was a funny little uh, tete-a-tete between those two. Then we get a little shootout. Okay. The Nugent Hopkins goal was filthy. I mean, that was just, I'd not seen that move out of Ryan. Ryan's, Ryan's got a real deceptive shot. He always has that dating back to his days when he played for the Red Deer Rebels organization. He could always shoot the belt. And some people would say they wished he'd shoot it more. Like he's got a terrific wrist sla- or a, a wrist or a snapper. Either one of those shots, he can really shoot it. But that was a, a pretty nice goal. The McDavid goal, just the patience. And he was fighting the puck a bit. Like he was having some challenges with the puck a bit during that game. But just the composure that he showed. And maybe that's the game ultimately the Oilers were just going to win. Because the Blues had so many chances to put them away. Let's not forget the uh, disallowed goal for Tarasenko crashing the crease. If that had happened against Edmonton in a similar situation, there would have been a color guy on the air, you know, screaming bloody murder. That's uh, that's a tough call against St. Louis. So ultimately, the Oilers got the win. Ken Hitchcock is 5-2-1. The team is 14-12-2. Here is Ken Hitchcock's thoughts on the game. Well, I, we didn't have a good first period. We were trying to play defensively on the move, and that's not going to work. Uh, but I thought this, in, in saying, I thought the first period was one of the poorest player periods we played, and then I thought the second period was the best period we played on a road by a mile. I thought the second period was just outstanding and set us up for the third. I thought the last two periods we played awful well, but the second period was was really good for us. We did a lot of really good things. Cam Talbot uh, got the win for six consecutive starts. He was looking for his 100th win. His final four starts for Todd McClellan, he lost. You want to take a look at why coaches get fired in this league? Usually it's tied to a number one goaltender having some struggles. And you know what, Cam, the good thing about Cam Talbot is, uh, you know, he's an honest guy. And he would be the first to admit that he needed to be better and came up with some huge saves. Here's Ken Hitchcock thoughts on Talbot's game. Our goaltending is the strength of our team. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Cam's had more activity than Koski, a lot more activity in the two games, but that's the strength of our team. We've got two really good goalies who give us a chance to win every night, and and now it's on me to make sure that there's a rhythm moving forward when you've got two goalies that are this good. you think you got to get you got to get both guys in a rhythm if you want to have success in the league, and I, I, I don't think you can win in the National Hockey League in the Western Conference with one goalie. I don't think it works. I think just too much travel is too demanding on them. There's not enough space between games. So we're lucky. We got two great goalies. Well, the owners have 10 games in the first 18 days of December. So they're busy with lots of travel. You know, with uh, what, off the top of my head, five of those games being on the road. And I agree with Ken. In the Western Conference, you cannot win year after year with just one goalie. You can win one year. But, you know, I think we saw the last couple seasons of Talbot, it's difficult to sustain a 9-18, 9-19 save percentage, 70-plus starts in back-to-back seasons. So be very intrigued to see how this situation plays itself out, especially with both guys, both Koskinen and Talbot, being unrestricted free agents. Um, Oscar Clefbaum. He's got real good timing when it comes to scoring some clutch goals. 
<laughs> yeah, the timing has been good lately uh, uh, with my goals, and I'll take that. I just, uh, just wait to get some, some drama in, on the ice there, but yeah, I just told the other guys, it gives so much confidence to, to win, a, win a game like this. Um, almost the same feeling when we came came back in Winnipeg. Um, it gives so much energy and, and confidence, and, and especially for a guy like Talps to come in and just shut the door, and it's it's a big big day for us here. It's got to be easy to sit on the plane back to Edmonton. And as you can tell, his teammates were excited as well. Uh, anyhow, uh, Connor McDavid had this to say on Clefbaum's recent run of game winners. Just scores big goals. Uh, no overtime winner, game winner late in the third, and now a game tying goal. So, you know, he's been great for us. And, um, you know, not even because he scores goals, just he plays a lot of minutes, plays hard, kills penalties, um, you know, shuts guys down. He's been, uh, he's been real good. Oilers' identity line of Zach Cassian, Kyle Rodziak, and uh, Milan Lucic. I know a number of years ago there was a pool, uh, this is before your time, Brendan, but there was a player by the name of Warren Young, okay? And he lacked foot speed, but he could score a bit, and he was actually fairly tough. And uh, he played with Mario Lemieux one year. I'm thinking it was maybe, uh, off the top of my head, maybe 85, 86, or 86, 87. And uh, long story short, Detroit went into a money. Uh, the Red Wings were an organization that signed a lot of uh, U.S. collegians under uh, Jimmy Dembalano. And then they uh, also signed a couple of free agents. And, and this is before free agency was a big deal in the NHL. They signed Warren Young to this deal. And he got off to a, a real difficult start in Detroit. And so the, the, the legend had it that they did a Warren Young uh, pool to see when he would score his first goal of the year. And there was a certain unnamed player with the Red Wings that picked uh, when Adirondack was playing in the American Hockey League that he was going to get sent down. So uh, I'm just looking at the third line, like, territorially, they're pretty good. they got to kick one in eventually, though. They've had lots of chances. Lucic with Cassian and uh, Kyle Brodziak. And here is Zach Cassian and his thoughts on how the third line is playing. Seems like uh, things are going well, everything except for it going in the net. But... Uh, the team's winning, things are good. We just need to keep rolling here and uh, keep putting uh, points in the bank and um, collectively get better as a group. So Zach Cassian, he was he was flying last night. Uh, now that's a game Edmonton has to win. St. Louis did not have Jaden Schwartz. He drives their offense up front. They did not have Alex Petrangelo. So for the Oilers haters out there, they'll say, well, so what? You beat a team without two of their best players. You guys aren't that good. Edmonton's at 14-12-2. and two. And they've played a lot of games on the road, and they've won three straight at the home. And Ken Hitchcock can control a matchup more, shorten his bench a little bit more, even though there's going to be pieces written today about the 28 minutes that McDavid played last night coming off an illness. Uh, Edmonton's going to get some bodies here, too. We are going to see this uh, uh, monolithic entity that we've yet to see that the Oilers picked up uh, Valentin Zekoff at some point here. I think they're... I think he can play in Canada. The question is, there there has to be something done with immigration to get him back into the U.S., but wouldn't surprise me if we saw Zekoff, um, one of the two games that the Oilers have in this homestand against either Minnesota or Calgary. I do think that the line of Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Chase on is struggling five-on-five. Five. They're not creating much, and so I would look for a change there. Also, I expect Drake Kajula back in uh, shortly as well. Get a little bit nicked up in the game against the Dallas Stars. All right, let's look at the audio recap. Uh, tonight, Calgary plays Minnesota. Minnesota's in Edmonton tomorrow. Alex Stalock starts tonight against the high-scoring Flames, and they are, they are a high-scoring team. They got a deep squad. And 
uh, that means we're going to get Devin Dubnik tomorrow night in Edmonton. So there you have it. And then Saturday, Calgary hosts Nashville, and Sunday the Flames are back in Edmonton. Let's hope it's as good a game as the one that was down in Calgary about three weeks ago. When we come back in Oilers now, we will get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear. Oh, I just, I, I just wanted to get to a text here. I just wanted to get to text on our Heartland Ford text line because, yes, indeed, we did open up with the Simple Minds. Love it when you play New Wave, Bob, the oil, alive and kicking, yes, air. That is the best Simple Minds song. I know a lot of you liked uh, the song from The Breakfast Club, Don't You Forget About Me. Now I'm dating myself for all the guys that were uh, teen, uh, in their late teens when that movie came out in 1985. But I was always a fan of Alive and Kickin'. I thought that was a smoking song back in the day. What was the, what was the connection between um, the Pretenders and the Simple Minds? There was some sort of connection between the two. Like the two lead singers. Was Chrissy Hines not married to the lead singer? Somebody can correct me. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, when we come back, the rising young star himself. No, really, this guy will be the rising young. I hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, I used to call Brendan Ulrich that too. But Brendan Escott coming up with NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, this is Oilers Now. Please support 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 12:28 in Edmonton. Just on Drake Kajula, uh, and I know Jason put this out on Twitter today. Uh, Kajula will have an MRI on his hand today. Some concern it might not be short term. Uh, my initial belief was that it would be short term, but if he's having an MRI, it might not be short term. So I'll defer to Jason on that. Uh, he didn't. I'm going to assume he got it from the player, but uh, we'll wait and see what ends up. I was not at practice in St. Louis because uh, I was hosting the show, so I didn't actually see if something had occurred in practice. I know he got picked off by Jamie Ben in uh, on the power play goal by Ben uh, as well. So I don't know if anything specific happened in practice. Quickly, you got You know what we're going to do here? We're not going to have time to get to NHL today, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, it is 12:29 in Edmonton, and we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. Come back with Louis DeBrusque from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.